0: Welcome back to the John cats Katza Night Show in studio with us. We have Judge Richard Weinberg, we have Ed Cox, and we have John Katzmitidis on the line. John, you still there?
1: I am here. You guys are doing such a great job. You know, almost don't need me. Oh
0: no! But, we, uh, we don't, oh no! 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 Yeah, it was
1: nice to talk to. It was all. It was nice to talk to Gordon Chang. And the one question we missed on Gordon Chang was. The banks were – a lot of banks in in China were closed if they have reopened them. But we – I guess we'll get them next time he's on.
0: But maybe, Ed Cox, you can answer that quickly. Are they still closed, the the banks in China?
2: uh, It depends where you are. They have lockdowns. And because there's no natural immunity and their vaccine doesn't work, they will continue to have lockdowns, including banks.
0: Wow. So that's another reason why their economy is basically stagnant. deep trouble, and they're not used to that. They have not had – a
2: completely zero economic growth for now 30 years.
0: Well, now we're going to
1: go to another. There's a lot of a big portion of the Chinese people are starting to uh, get upset at what's going on between the covert, the COVID and the uh, banks being closed. So there's a lot of discontent. And like Gordon Chang says, you never know what's going to happen and I'm sure there's opposition there, but hey, Cox, you know China a lot better than all of us. Uh, what say you?
2: There is opposition, definitely. There, the two the former presidents who served ten-year terms are still uh, still alive. They're still there. They still have their proteges in government, and that worries uh, President Xi as he's going for an unprecedented third term in the uh, Communist Congress. That's that's going to happen in several weeks.
0: And Ed Cox, one last question: How dependent is our economy here in America on China?
2: Uh, we are very uh, we are very involved with China, back and forth, the uh, huge exports and imports. Uh, it has to change to a certain extent because for a long time they were and, export- and what's Go ahead, John. And Ed Cox,
1: what, what they're doing is that the White House and President Biden is trying to make us even more dependent on it because if we're pushing electric cars and most of those batteries are made by China, I mean, we, here we go all over again. And, instead what,
0: of, a, and what, uh, what about our pharmaceutical you know,
1: and our pharmaceuticals would depend on them too.
0: You're 100% right. We even had to get our protective equipment from China. I mean, it is, you know, during COVID. So a lot more to talk about China and trying to become the next superpower of the world. Now let's go to another part of the world. We're going to be speaking with Lon Augustenberg. He's a former CIA chief of operations for the counterintelligence center for 35 years. He's now the founder of Novus Intelligence. We're going to, of course, be talking to him about the major breaking news that we found out last night that Ayman al-Zwahiri, who's a top guy in Al Qaeda, was finally taken out. There were rumors of his death but I'm reading, Lon Augustenberg, that right now the Biden administration, although they are confirming the kill that happened over the weekend, they still don't have DNA evidence to 100 percent definitively con- confirm that they actually took him out. Do we know for sure they got the guy this time? Because last time they killed a whole family, the Biden administration, and they told us they took out some, some top guys out of al-Qaeda.
3: Well, I, uh, I think it's been pretty confirmed even by the Taliban. At this point, um, and the evidence is pretty clear. Uh, the I don't think we're going to get DNA because I don't think there's much left of him to find. You know, two hellfire missiles blowing him up. Um, and it took out the entire balcony, and you know, he just evaporated. Um, so, um, you know, that'd be tough to, but I think we have the Taliban confirming um, okay. that, that he is dead. So I don't think that's an issue. I think, yeah. You know, <laughs> I think it's just one incredible operation in which no U.S. persons were put at risk, but yet we got the guy we, we needed to get with no collateral damage. And I think I think the Taliban won't say that, but I think they're pretty impressed that we, you know, that neighborhood was full with Taliban leaders that could have been killed in that besides his family, which would have caused, you know, a, a, a more severe reaction. I think.
2: How the heck, Ed Cox here, how the heck did they take out one individual with two hellfire Miss- missiles uh, and not hurt anyone else in that, in that house?
3: Well, my understanding is that they studied the building extensively for months and angled it just right so it only took out the balcony while he was standing on it. So it's a pretty amazing <laughs> shot, but, uh, you know, we can be that precise with, with a missile from, uh, from a drone.
2: Now, did they, and, have uh, to have, did they have to have help on the ground to do that kind of an analysis?
3: Well, I think Leon Panetta said it last night too, like that uh, so I think I can say it is there's no way you can do that kind of operation unless you have human sources. And, and, uh, we did, when we left Afghanistan and the military pulled out, the CIA, you know, sort of, um, really did a, a full court press on making sure we left, uh, you know, human sources there that can run operations and, uh, and it's really paid off. And, uh, I think that's the problem now is protecting those sources after that operation.
0: Now, this guy, Swahiri, he was also one of the masterminds behind 9-11. How involved was he in terrorist activities as of late?
3: Not too – he really hadn't done too much uh, since then. I mean, of course, you know, he has a long record besides 9-11 masterminding that, but, you know, the USS Cole, the two embassy attacks in Africa, and, of course, the the worst – attack one day lost cia suffered was at coast was part of his uh he that was one of his operations so you know he's somebody the cia has wanted for a long time but since that time it's been very fragmented since osama bin laden has been taken out and he's been trying to reorganize that but uh it has been i think there's been one attack in england about four years ago um that he was credited partially for but he's been really trying to regroup since then
1: is this a this Richard Weinberg? Is this a message to the Taliban that they can't give a free pass as they historically did to Al Qaeda to operate? there?
3: exactly. I mean, yeah, you know, uh, um, the reaction. You know, everybody's worried about a backlash. I think they violated their agreement with President Trump not to allow the Al Qaeda to reestablish itself, and they immediately violated that agreement as soon as we pulled out, and uh, and so. They see what happens when they break agreements with the United States, and so we're going to stay on them and stay on it. You know, that, uh, from this point, uh, from this point on, I think they're going to be a little bit wary, and they probably won't put them up in laps of luxury, and it might be a little harder to dig out. But uh, I think the, the intelligence networks there and the technologies there that we can keep keep going after. But I'm just not sure who the who's left in the. In, in al-Qaeda to get after right now.
0: Again, we're speaking with Lon Augustenberg. He's the former chief of operations for the CIA's counterintelligence for over 35 years. Lon, one of the other concerns we have uh, to the open border policy that we're experiencing here in the United States is not only are sex traffickers and uh, drug dealers getting through the border and convicted criminals, but what about terrorists is there a growing fear that we could see some more homegrown terrorists or terrorists, period, coming through our border?
3: Well, here just months ago, was, was proclaiming to all Muslims that to do their duty, they needed to attack Americans any place they can find them. But in my experience in the agency, I didn't see a lot of use or any use of uh, incidents of the Mexican border. However, the Canadian border was actually used to, to import some arms on a potential attack, which was thwarted uh, even before 9-11. So um, I think some of the Middle Eastern terrorists find they're a little bit out of place trying to get through Latin America. But if the border's wide open, it's always a threat. I'm never going to say we don't have to worry about it. But just historically, uh, we haven't seen you know, Middle Eastern terrorists using that as much. But you know, on the other hand, you've got major crime significance uh you know the drug dealers and everything are just it's very porous and wide open
2: so given that we are such an open society look, israel has managed to penetrate iran clearly and do operations there we obviously just managed to penetrate afghanistan who's trying to penetrate the united states and actually is succeeding in doing it here to a certain extent we're such an open society
3: yeah, well, you, you know the Chinese have been very, very successful in uh,
0: um, in, in
3: developing human sources, especially in our scientific community and in, in our defense industry. Um, and so, and I would say the Russians have done very well in, in, in cyber wise to try to get in our infrastructure. We haven't seen them being able to to, to attack us since since the Ukraine um, invasion of Ukraine, but. I think that's still to be expected as this war goes on. Um, the, the, then we have Iran, who's done a lot of cyber attacks as well, as well as North Korea. But I'd say in terms of the human threat, I, the most likely spies within our government, i say the Chinese are the, the most likely threat right now and have probably been the most successful well,
0: you know, so,
3: over the last few years.
0: Thank you so much, Lon Augustenberg. Thank you so much for all that you do for America. Thank you.
3: Oh, thank you for putting me on again. It's good to talk to you again, John.
0: Thank you. So when we come back, we'll be talking to former NYPD Police Commissioner Bill Bratton. He's got a great new column out in the New York Post. He said the title of this uh, article is Politicians Have Forgotten What Made the City Safe. That couldn't be more true. Keep it right here. Cats at Night will also be speaking to Ryan Payne about the economy. Cats at Night. More to come.